The Florida Gators recruiting class for 2024 is looking kind of spicy. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. We're in work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And we're going to talk about this recruiting class, what they still need. And the visits that are upcoming, because the visits are starting back up again. But first, can we take a dive into just this this magnificent recruiting class for 2024? Like, first off, you have DJ Lagway, who obviously, five-star quarterback. Everyone loves him. Pretty much wherever you look for a quarterback or wherever you look for a ranking that involves quarterbacks, DJ Lagway's name pops up in the t- first three, maybe five people that we're going to see there and DJ Lagway is right there 21st nationally consensus wise third quarterback fifth player fifth best player in the state of Texas which is having an insane year this year like 2024 for the state of Texas high school recruiting it's wild like like it's just an awesome year so just know that DJ Lagway is fifth in the state but still I mean one of the best quarterbacks in the 2024 class he's going to be the Florida Gators key quarterback, key recruiter. I've, I've joked with them before. I'm like, dude, like, are, are you on, like, are they paying you to be part of the recruiting staff as well? Because active, he is incredibly active on Twitter. He's incredibly active with these visits. And we'll, we'll talk about that one a little bit later, especially with him and visits. But then you also have Xavier Phil Same, who is the safety that committed at halftime of the spring game. And he is the 35th national player right now. Second safety in the country, seventh in the state of Texas, which is wild to me because this Florida Gator staff has spent so much time going, we're going to build from inside out. As an inside the state of Florida, we're going to keep most of our guys within that 500-mile radius, and we're going to go inside out in the state of Florida. But the two best players or two highest-ranked players in this recruiting class so far are from the state of Texas, not from the state of Florida. And that's not like me saying, coaching staff's lying. Like, no, it's none of that. It is just insane to me that for it, and you look at the 2023 class, so much of the focus was on keeping the state of Florida guys in Florida, with Florida. And then this year, it's like, well, two of our best players are from Texas. And again, that's a fantastic thing. Like, it's great to have your Florida guys. It is but you add the best players where they're available. And if they're in Texas this year, they're in Texas this year, and that's fine. So DJ Lagway, Xavier Philsame, best offensive, best defensive player. Both have committed in the past, what, five months? DJ Lagway was like early, mid-December. Xavier Philsame was less than a month ago. But just elite talent at the top of this class. Like We talked about so much of the conversation last year was, yeah, Billy's got, he's blue chip Billy's bringing in all these four stars. 
no top 50 players. DJ Lagway, consensus, 21st. Xavier feels same. Consensus, 35th. Xavier feels same. 35th, okay? Then you look at the next two players, Adarius Hayes, Miles Graham. Both linebackers. Both are top 50 because Adarius Hayes is 46th nationally consensus and Miles Graham is 46th nationally consensus, although he should be higher. We will we will die on that hill. But both of these guys are high-impact linebackers. Adarius Hayes is 6'4", 210. Miles Graham is 6'1", 212. They kind of are already thought of as, okay, well, in a couple of years, Adarius Hayes, starting at the weak side linebacker, the will, and Miles Graham starting at the mic, and that's what it's going to look like. And I, I have no issues with that. I just want to make that one clear. But it is how you see these recruiting classes pan out, where it's like, okay, well, DJ Lagway is the QB. Xavier Phil Sam is going to be one of the starting safeties in a couple of years. Darius Hayes and Miles Graham are going to be the starting linebacker tandem. And, and that's just how this roster is being built through that mindset of like, okay, these guys are going to be what we need them to be. Adarius Hayes' length is insane. That's why so many people project him as an edge as well as an off-ball linebacker. He's going to be playing off-ball linebacker most likely, especially with Austin Armstrong's defense. Both Adarius Hayes and Miles Graham benefit greatly from the aggression that you're going to see from this defense. It's awesome to see. It's going to be an awesome fit, and I love just watching what they're going to become. Adarius Hayes, by the way, is the only player so far in the top four from the state of Florida. He's the highest ranked player from Florida, obviously for this team. Miles Graham is from Georgia, but Adarius Hayes is from Largo. He's a Gators fan. He, he, he felt like even most of his recruitment, it's like, okay, Adarius Hayes feels like he's going to be a Gator. Miles Graham was one of those guys as well. Uh, Miles Graham was, I believe the, I believe Miles Graham was the first, yeah, Miles Graham was the first commit in this class. Ernest Graham's son, legacy kid, going to be a Gator. I know that there was a bit of, not confusion, but doubt that that would happen. Then you flip to the offensive side of the ball. You've got Chauncey Bowens, you've got Isaiah Williams, and you've got Kanan Daniels. And I'm bunching them together because they're the skill position players on offense that are going to be taking handoffs or catching passes from DJ Lagway and Chauncey Bowens, Kanan Daniels. Two linebackers, two linebackers, two running backs. That's a setup. Uh, Bowens and Daniels are the running backs here. They're obviously going to be participating in this running game that is just so dynamic and going to be so heavily leaned on for at least a bit. But also when you talk about Chauncey Bowens was the second Gators commit and he was heavily, heavily pursued. He's still being heavily, heavily pursued by these power five programs and elite power five programs at that. So Chauncey Bowens, it's going to be a, a bare knuckle brawl to maintain that commitment. If you're the Florida Gators, Cannon Daniels is kind of looked down upon a little bit, which is weird to me, but I will always stick with what I've been told, which is if you can run in the state of Mississippi, if you can run in the state of Mississippi in high school at the level that Cannon Daniels played at West Point, you can run in the SEC. Like if you can be a good running back there, you can be a good running back the next level. Isaiah Williams committed uh, less than a week ago. It was like five days ago at this point that Isaiah Williams committed to be a receiver, just a speed demon, not a ton of film on him because of a broken collarbone that really took away most of his junior year. But 
camps and everything. He, he's been lighting up. He lights up the testing, the athletic testing numbers. So he's going to be someone to watch for that's probably going to rise by the time actual signing day comes around. And then the last player, which is the lowest ranked player, Josiah Davis, the safety. He's the only three star in the class right now, but he's another one where we talk about him as like, well, is this the Tyree Patterson of last year where he kind of rise? He kind of rose a little bit. Is Josiah Davis going to do that? Maybe uh, Tyree Patterson didn't rise as much as a lot of Gators fans thought he would, but he still rose. And then of course, he he left uh, to go to UCF when it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be here to be receiver four or five in this class alone. So I'm going to duck out, which is understandable. But what does this class still need? Because we talked about a lot, but we also didn't talk about a lot of positions here. But first, today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by Built Bar. Cinco de Mayo wrecked me. This weekend really wrecked me. It was a bad weekend. Just know that. Uh, but if you're trying to get fit, you're trying to get in better shape, you're trying to curb that sweet tooth like I do, make sure to include Built Bar in your life and in your diet, coated in 100% chocolate. So if you're a sweet tooth person like me, which yeah, I am, then that's a fantastic fit for you, curbs that. But most bars have just 130 calories, four net carbs, which is also the most, it's, it's the most important macro to me, along with 17 grams of protein, and they are finally in stores so you can go to built or builtbar.com like you used to only be able to get them or now you can go to your local walmart or sam's club and get yourself that built bar thanks again for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and now we need to talk a little bit about what this florida gators recruiting class needs but first i will ask you to like subscribe comment review do whatever it is you want to do join the lockdown gators discord the links in the description below but Back to what this recruiting class needs. For me, the biggest thing that this recruiting class needs right now, offensive line. No offensive lineman committed for 2024 yet. It was a class where 2023 was not a strong class. You had a couple guys at the top where you really had Rod Kearney, and then it was everybody else kind of filtering through. And I love Najee Harris. Najee Harris. But, and I love Bryce Lovett, but... You need more offensive linemen and higher ranking offensive linemen for 2024. Like Florida was in on a lot of guys, which is great. Like, yay, competing. Sure. Something that we didn't see much from Dan Mullen staff. But one thing that Florida, I mean, Florida's coaching staff is massive coaching staff. We talk about this all the time. The big unique thing they have is two offensive line coaches. That's great as well. They're both very proven, by the way. Like Darnell Stapleton played in the NFL and was pretty dang solid at that. And then you have Rob Sale, who's the uh, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Darnell Stapleton's the assistant offensive line coach. And Rob Sale is the one that I will forever credit with. Oh, uh, Andrew Thomas from Georgia was drafted fourth overall to the New York Giants. I was very mad about the selection and he had a very bad rookie year. Rob Sale came in, and the next year, Andrew Thomas had an amazing year establishing himself as one of the best young offensive tackles in football, one of the best young offensive linemen in football, really. And a lot of that is due to the credit of Rob Sale. Rob Sale has always been a very, very good offensive line developer. What he needs to improve at now is recruiting offensive linemen. Like, the development is there. You could talk about it, and it's undeniable. You talk about the players like Osiris Torrance going from a low-ranked recruit 
to Louisiana, to Florida, to the NFL. You talk about uh, Andrew Thomas, like I just mentioned, was rough as a rookie under Rob Sale, improved like astronomically. You look at players like Robert Hunt, Max Mitchell, all guys who went to Louisiana, weren't super high-ranking recruits, and ended up developing into NFL players. This coaching staff, and especially on the offensive line, you need to be able to go, look what we did with these guys who weren't plus-plus athletes. Look what we did with these guys who weren't high-ranking recruits. Imagine what we can do with you. And you need to be able to close on some of these offensive linemen. That's the biggest need for me for 2024. And I'm a bit peeved. It hasn't yet been addressed. It hasn't been yet closed upon from this coaching staff. Next, the edge group, I'm going to say. Not, not defensive line specifically, but edge players. When you look at 2023, TJ Searcy, Kelby Collins, going to be playing the edge. Awesome. You need, I think, more guys who are edge players right now, edge athletes, and are going to be plus-plus athletes at that that you can develop with whoever is going, whoever they're going to be working with, whether that's Mike Peterson, whether that's Sean Spencer. You need guys on the edge that can be premier pass rushers because that's something that Florida really does need. Like, Brenton Cox was supposed to be that, and he's had his flashes, but wildly inconsistent. You need someone that can line up on the edge for the Florida Gators, get after the quarterback, and be an 8-10 to sack-a-year kind of player. That's really fun. I know I had someone in the comments go, oh, we need to add a Will Anderson Jr. type of pass rusher. That'd be awesome. But Will Anderson Jr. type of pass rushers, like, like they don't grow on trees. No, they don't. Like, you need to find one, and they're very rare. And Florida, I, I'd love it, but realistically, I don't need Will Anderson Jr. I need someone that can get just eight sacks in a year to ten sacks in a year and wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks for this 2024 class. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, I thought so. Next, I think you're looking at tight end, and we'll, we'll just group tight ends and wide receivers in general. Uh, obviously, they're not the same thing, but the point is that you need to add some pass-catching talent to support DJ Lagway. Yes, you have Isaiah Williams. Great. Yes, you have Chauncey Bowens and Kanan Daniels, who I know a lot of Gators fans got mad at me last week, and I was like, oh, yeah, pass catchers. And they were like, no, you call them skill position. That's it. Welcome to 2023, where you throw the ball to running backs. Okay. However, you do need to improve the talent that's around DJ Lyway at receiver and at tight end. And look, Florida's, Florida's pushing to do that. There's a few guys that they've got set up with visits that they've got in their top two for some, top five, top six, whatever it might be but you need to close in on these players. I understand 2023 not bringing in a tight end. I am one of the people who I'm like, yep, I don't care that you didn't bring in a tight end for 2023 because you basically did with Tony Livingston, who is a 2022 kid, but didn't get on campus until January of 2023. So you basically had a 2023 tight end in Tony Livingston. You also had Hayden Hansen for 2022. You had Arliss Bordingham for 2022. You had Andrew Savaya Nye, who came in as an edge rusher, but is moving to tight end for 2022. So really from 2022 to 2023, you brought in four tight ends. Okay. So yeah, I, I get not needing to recruit 2023 tight ends and bring them in. However, now your entire tight end room is very experienced upperclassmen 
Jonathan Odom like in the middle, and then a bunch of true freshmen and sophomores. You need to add some talent there, some youth there, so that in three years, your entire room isn't very experienced upperclassmen and true freshmen. Like you need to bring in some talent here and there. And so bring in one, maybe two tight ends for 2024. And I'll be happy with that. Like that's all I'm asking for. And as for a receiver, I get it. Andy Jean in 2023, Eugene Wilson, the third in 2023, Aiden Mizell in 2023 with how often receivers either get hurt, don't pan out transfer or whatever it might be. You need to, always always add you know three receivers every draft class or every recruiting class two or three receivers every recruiting class and just add talent that can help your quarterback and help free up uh the running game and help expand the field and stretch the field and just continue to add to that so still things that you have to add and yeah i know florida's looking to adding another running back and db is always going to be a thing florida's in on and trying to add you do need to add some corners because you don't have any uh, true corner committed for 2023 or 2024 right now. But again, that's something that I'm not going to be super stressed about because I know Florida will add true corners for 2024. June 2nd is the next time where Florida will have official visits set up and scheduled, and they're going to be awesome. Um, because, well, guess what? There's a ton of names coming in here. Four current commits will be on campus for that June 2nd weekend. Four current commits. Quarterback, DJ Lagway. Linebacker, Darius Hayes. Wide receiver, Isaiah Williams. And safety, Josiah Davis. Obviously, of those, the most important and the most notable, quarterback, DJ Lagway, who I mentioned earlier. I was like, look, this guy's basically on the recruiting staff at this point. They're basically paying him for that. They're not actually paying him for it, just to be abundantly clear. But it comes to the territory of being the 2024 QB1 for the Florida Gators. And so DJ Lagway has been actively, actively, actively recruiting with whether it's Twitter publicly, whether it's Instagram, Twitter privately, no matter what it is, text, I don't care. DJ Lagway has been actively recruiting players. One player he's been actively recruiting is five-star Ohio State wide receiver, a five-star Ohio State commit wide receiver, Jeremiah Smith. And I know that a lot of Florida Gators fans, and I know that there I've seen so many Ohio State fans and Miami fans and Florida State fans go, Florida's not really in play for Jeremiah Smith. Here's the thing I tell you. If you think Florida isn't really in play for Jeremiah Smith, let me let me pull the microphone up here for a minute. If you think that Florida is not in play for wide receiver Jeremiah Smith to be a flip candidate, <clears throat> you are a moron. Okay? Just know that. Like if you think Florida's not at least in play for Jeremiah Smith, you're an idiot. You have one working brain cell. It's as simple as that. I'm not saying Florida's going to get him. I'm not saying Florida's favored to get him. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Florida is very much in play to flip Jeremiah Smith. Whether or not it happens, who knows? But it is a possibility that is realistic here. He would not be taking this visit with the DJ Lagway on June 2nd if he was not at least considering the Florida Gators, okay? 
So let, let's just, I understand Brian Hartline's the best wide receiver coach in the country on the planet. I've said that multiple times, but Florida is still in play for Jeremiah Smith. That's not all it comes down to. Okay. He's got DJ Lagway. He's got DJ Lagway as his QB. Billy Gonzalez has gotten plenty of guys to the NFL. He's not as good a developer as Brian Hartline. I'm not saying that, but he's still gotten plenty of guys to the NFL successfully, by the way. So Jeremiah Smith is in play for the Florida Gators here. You've got four-star corner Jalen Crawford, who is, I, I think he's going to go LSU. I know right now, publicly, it's like LSU or like two other schools. He's going to be an LSU kid, I think, uh, just based on the, the one guy I know that covers LSU and that I speak to frequently. And he's just like, yeah, he's probably, he's probably going to be a guy. Uh, so Jalen Crawford, probably going to be LSU, but I mean, you're getting him on campus with Corey Raymond. You've got a shot, Florida. And that's the thing. Billy Napier said, like, if we get him on campus, we're in it for them. And that's what we're talking about. Like, yeah, Florida's not going to get all these guys. Florida's almost definitely not going to get all of these guys, is what I'll say now that I'm thinking about it, because who knows? Who knows? You know, I'm just saying. Um, anything could happen. But realistically, they're probably not. But Florida's still in it for all of these guys. Until you put pen to paper and Florida Gators fans know that even after you put pen to paper, <laughs> you're, you're in play for other teams. Uh, next up is four-star defensive lineman who is a Texas A&M commit, Dalen Evans. I'm so sorry if I'm, in, if I'm butchering that pronunciation. He's been someone that, I mean, I feel like for months I've seen, oh, he could flip. Oh, he could flip. Oh, he could flip. He could flip. So Florida, you got a long term, a long time flip commitment. He committed to Texas A&M like almost a year ago at this point. This was a decision that was made a long time ago. And obviously since then things have happened, like Texas A&M season this year has happened. Um, so yeah. And also they lost a ton of guys to the portal that are like freshmen. Like it's not like juniors and seniors freshmen they lost to the portal. So clearly people are unhappy in Texas A&M or at college station. So we'll see if the staff can finish the flip that weekend. Linebacker Chris Jones is a four-star. He's been kind of, I don't care what you want to call it, predicted, projected, crystal balled. I don't care. Whatever you want to call it, Chris Jones has been there as someone where Florida Gators fans are like, okay, like we're we're waiting for it. And media is like, well, we're we're waiting for it too for Chris Jones to be a Florida Gator. So hopefully he's going to be another one. He'd be the third linebacker. Which I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's too many. No, it's not. Just know that. Um, no, it's not. Then you've got four-star offensive lineman Ethan Calloway. I don't think he's going to be a Florida Gator. I'll say that. I get the feel he's going to stay probably closer to home. Like, if you're a North Carolina kid and you're an offensive lineman, I th I think like NC State looks like a solid option, right? Just given how often they've turned out NFL offensive line talent in recent years. I don't blame you for if you're already from the area wanting to stay with NC State. Four-star defensive lineman DeAndre Robinson is another one. I mean, that one's kind of Florida, Texas right now. Will another school jump in? We'll see. But for now, looks like he's going to be either a Gator or a Longhorn, hopefully on this visit. Lock him in. That's that, that's that first visit in June that is so important. You got three-star defensive lineman Kendall Jackson, which FW Buchholz season, which Florida, I mean – They've been trying to kind of cor corner that one down. Um, 
had Creed Whitmore committed last year. He obviously did not stay with the Gators. Uh, at Gavin Hill for this 2023 class, Kendall Jackson is another one where it's like a Darius Hayes, where it's like, well, we think you're going to be a Gator. Like we're kind of waiting on you at any time that you want to make the announcement because that's what we're expecting right now. And it's what we will continue to expect. But thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.